Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. موسیقی Seven minutes after 11 Central African time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Tuesday morning Tuesday raining morning Allahu Akbar subhanallah on our program, the bliss of marriage. Haji Suleiman Esop is my engineer. He's looking good. I see he's uh, feeling a bit cold this morning. Haji Yusuf. Uh, Haji Suleiman Esop, you feeling a bit cold? See you dressing. Yeah, he says Molana. He says okay, Molana. Okay, I'm wearing a. J-. He says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my engineer. He will be with me from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. Just um, uh, before we uh, begin with our program, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do we belong in unto him is our final abode. Uh, I just received some sad news that uh, my beloved Haji Farooq Badruddin from Lady Smart has returned to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Allah ta'ala... Uh, grant him the highest stages in Jannatul Firdaus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant the family Sabrun Jamil. Uh, I see his beloved son Hafiz Muhammad Badruddin called me just now. Uh, I did receive the news in the morning. Hazrat Malana Salim Karim, Dhamad uh, Barakatuhum, also contacted me. So um, his beloved son just called me early on, just about 10 minutes before the program. Uh, 10 15 minutes before the program, he says that Molana, my daddy passed away. So I told him, so he wants me to come for the Janaza. Janaza is uh, f- 5 o'clock, 5 15 uh, in Ladysmith. So, inshallah, myself and my daddy will be going. I don't know if we start heard Haji Farooq Badruddin passed away uh, from uh, Ladysmith. Molana Salim Karim did call me also just now. Allah Ta'ala make it easy and grant the family Sabrun Jamil. Amin, 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 Thumma Amin. Yes, it's the 22nd of uh, Rabi'ul. Uh, Akhir, 1445, which is also the 7th of uh, uh, November, 2023. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 0847863132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784786313. I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. And I want to welcome um, the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. Before we, of course, uh, uh, welcome our beloved Fadila to Lustar. I don't know the listeners are saying, ask Mufti Sab, is it true? Is it true about Woolworths? I don't know how true is it. But let's go in here. Our breaking news in Gaza. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam First and foremost, we say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Brother Farooq Badruddin passed away. Allah ta'ala grant him Jannat al-Firdaus. Allah ta'ala grant his family sobre Jamil. I don't know him. Maybe we met, but I don't know him well. So, but nevertheless, we still make dua for every Amin. Muslim Amin. who passes away. Allah grant Jannat al-Firdaus. Okay, this is what's written here. Israel Hamas War Day 32. Prime Minister, that is the Crime Minister, Bibi Netanyahu, the Harami, no ceasefire until hostages released. Palestinians, 20 killed in Rafah. Imagine they just keep on murdering and killing and so forth. And the Western media will say that Hamas killed, remember that, 1,400 people there on 7th October. And 10,000 people died. They won't say killed and murdered. You must always watch the language. And you must name them and shame them. Call the Jutlas, Haramis, super terrorists and murderers. That is what they are, chosen nation for hell. Allah Ta'ala grant our 20 people and 10,000 of them, all of them Jannat al-Firdaus Rocket alarm blaze in southern Israel, so our brothers of Hamas are still sending rockets every day. Read two rakat salat. Allahumma saddid ramiyahum. Ya Allah, let their rockets hit the targets and shoot the jutlas. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Guns, he's a minister of defense, call on international community to condemn anti-Semitism following murder of Jewish American at pro-Palestinian rally at Los, in Los Angeles. So why must they go condemn it. They have to condemn you. You are the biggest murderers. You are the people who murdered 10,000 plus people. You are the people who murdered 6,000 plus women, children and innocent people and babies. The biggest mass murderers are you. The super terrorists are you. You haramis, jutlas. And you must remember your cursed nation. Reports in France, we are investigating possibility that Russia was behind the star of David marking of buildings in Paris. So now they want to draw Russia also in. Bring in Russia, Putin will put you properly in his place. Palestinian woman shot in West Bank after approaching Israeli force with knife and Hamas flag. So this story, yeah, there's a knife and all that. Always they'll come with some story to always, you must remember Jutlas, they are a cursed nation. Always they'll use Holocaust, they will use anti-Semite, or they will say that we are the victims. But the world today has realized that you must remember that they are the biggest terrorists and so forth. See America, the super terrorists, they have sent a big ship now, submarine. You must remember that to Israel with 140 tomahawks and what have you and so forth. So now it seems that they are getting ready that maybe everything will start escalating. And if other countries get involved, then you will see, remember these things here, what will happen. But anyway, we make dua, all oh, Allah, destroy the apartheid terrorist regime of Israel. Amen. 
U.S. diplomats condemn Israel policy. So you must remember, so they also know that what Israel is doing is unacceptable and in no law can you justify it. So that is what will happen and remember that our Hamas will fight till the end. They will never surrender, inshallah, either Immal Husnayn, either they get victory or either they get martyrdom. So that is what the Quran Sharif teaches us. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Usaid, is it true about the Woolworths, burning of the Woolworths, something like that? So I haven't received any message. I don't know. First time hearing about that. Burning of Woolworths, where? I don't know, Ustaz. So, yeah. so people, you must remember, even yesterday, that person told us in the Q&A about Charles and his chameleon. So before, when I left here, Go to past 10, up past 10. So I went to check it up. There's nothing like that, you must remember. So people just make stories also. So we must be very careful always when you receive something, then we must, then first we must make research and confirmation before we go and say this happened, this happened. So therefore I told him, if what you are saying is true, because things like this, they will hit the headlines, you must remember that. Somebody says, how should I address my father-in-law, Ustad? Everybody calls him Uncle Abu, but I, as a daughter-in-law, I can't call him that, Ustad. So you must call him, you must remember that Hajisab, or you can call him, you must remember that father, father meaning that, you know he's not your biological father, but out of respect you call him Abi or something like that. So any word of respect you can call him, so that's fine, there's no problem with it. One listener says that my mother-in-law moved in with us, Ustad, and now my wife wants to move out. What do I do? Can I stay alone with my mother-in-law? Anonymous Ustad. So you must remember that if your this thing moved in, that is your mother-in-law moved in. So what do you mean? Where there's something here I just saw that about the EFF. Okay, I got some story here. The EFF or Woolworths Israeli Productive for Quip. So there is something here in Afrikaans. Let me just see what they got here. So we'll get it. Uh, it's in Afrikaans. Guys, I'm walking up the staircase. I want to show you the absolute Oh, yeah, they, the yes, yes. EFF took, you must remember, the clothing. Haji Suleiman Esop says it's two years ago, Stan. I don't know. He's unaffected. So it's in Cape Town, does so anyway. So we don't know whether it happened now. They say Woolworths is, is not uh, burnt; has been trashed. Trashed meaning that they took the clothing and all that and just uh, threw it around and all that in the whole. This. Oh, it's looted and ransacked also. So at Watercrest, this is Watercrest will be Cape Town, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is what it would be. So it looks like it's now, but Allah knows best. So I got it now. So anyway, you must remember, so we mustn't say burnt. We must say that that is what happened and so forth. Jew start. Was that a, a, the, the question about the mother-in-law start? So remember the question of the mother-in-law. So now the way I understand it is like this. That your mother-in-law, the husband, right? So his mother-in-law came in to stay there. Mm. So now the wife is upset about this, that she has to look after you, the husband, and she has to look after her mother as well and so forth. So now she wants to move out. So is she entitled to move out? So therefore, I 
always tells you that these type of things you must discuss at the time when you're going to get married and so forth. Where will the mother-in-law live? Where normally is the husband's mother that wants to live with them, but here it seems it's the mother, the wife's mother that is going to live there and so forth. So remember that if you want peace and harmony, then you will have to look for a house. Where do you have a house and an outbuilding? Then the mother-in-law can stay in the outbuilding or a granny flat and something. So she has all this right because you must remember that you will say something, her mother will say something, she'll be caught in between and will become a recipe for disaster and so forth. So we're not saying that she must leave the house, but we will say look for a place where they live totally separate, they have total, you know, separate separate facilities, the separate kitchen, separate bathroom, separate everything. So in that way there maybe that can be some type of solution for you and your wife and your mother-in-law. Somebody says here, Ustad, can somebody change their mind, Ustad, at the time of Nikah? Can somebody change their mind at the time of Nikah? I witnessed it uh, last week, Saturday, when the boy said no. Can he do this, Ustad? Yes, you must remember that if they kept on forcing him and then they said you must get married, then when a Maulana Imam was ready or whatever, so you must remember... Then they said that, no, I don't want to get married, so it's fine. Nobody can impose upon him that he must get married and so forth. So that's one. Oh, the girl, she tells the wakil that I'm not going to get married. You can do what you want to. So therefore, we must be 100%, like myself, when I perform nikah, I ask the wakil, the representative of the bride, are you sure that this lady is happy and she, she gave permission and so forth? So sometimes people try and make ikbar, uh, ijbar, they try and impose it upon them. That's wrong. So you must remember, nobody can make ijbar, nobody can impose it upon her when she's aqila, baligha, sane and mature and so forth. So if that person, the husband-to-be, he refused, then it is right, you must remember that. Obviously, ethically, we will say that is not right what he did ethically because all the expenses and embarrassment and so forth. But is it jais? Yes, it's permissible. There's no problem with that islamically. I see somebody says it seems like uh, <clears throat> Mufti's prediction regarding Palestine becoming free in his lifetime is happening now. We admire Mufti Sab's foresight. Keep it up, Ustad. Insha'Allah is no foresight, no nothing. We must just cry, beg Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, every day. For years we're reading this dua. Allahumma shattid shamlahum. Allahumma dammir liyarahum. Allahumma khalif bayna qulubihim wa sufufihim. Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin al-muhtallin al-ghasibin. Allahumma ahsim adada waqtulhum badada wala tubqi minhum ahada. So wonderful duas you will find. Hubayb bin Adi all of you go for Umrah, you go to Tan'im, Masjid Aisha, and there, mashallah, you must remember, you fasten your ihram, you make intention, and then you come and perform your nafil Umrah, and so forth. So, Khubay bin Adi, awwalu man swalla salat, ay qablal, that qatal and qablal maut, the first person who introduced two rakat salat before he was being executed. So, he read this dua against the people who persecuted him, tortured him. 
Allahumma ahsihim adada Ya Allah one by one you take them waqtulhum badada and you finish them all up wala tubqi minhum ahada don't leave anyone Ya Allah so imagine you must imagine. these are the type of duas we must learn Allah Ta'ala destroy the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime and this morning you can write this one so this morning now before I came you know Allah Ta'ala puts a lot of thoughts in our mind so now I said H you know the letter H mm. so I I said now it sounds nice Hitler H then you got Hamas H you see mm. then you got Houthis H you see and then you got Husseini me you understand Hussein so we all H and we <laughs> and we all knocking the Jutlas properly in their place we say that their food also their cakes also is haram you must remember mm. and therefore we sent it out from the Hazrat you see Hazrat Maulana also H so Hazrat Maulana was Sadiq this says article he took our article and then he commented on it much Allah, and we sent it out to thousands of people. So where is the ghayrat, the self-respect, self-esteem? Go look for a jutla who's gay, enemy of Islam and Muslims, and you say, no, your cakes are halal. So what can be the motive? Only money, that's all. So remember this, that the age factor is working. You must remember, age factor, that is there. So you must remember, it's nothing to do, you must cry to Allah, and you know Sheikh Ahmed Yasin, the founder of Hamas in 1987 this is just his rai it's not an aqidah or belief but this was his opinion suggestion and he said by the year 2027 Israel will be non-existent they'll be wiped off the map of this earth so inshallah we make dua by then or before then inshallah it must be erased and wiped off the surface of this earth I see listeners are saying tell Muftisab about the watercrest mall and city about the Woolworth it's an old footage from 2021 who okay somebody sent it now so you must remember <laughs> this type of thing so it's old one so that is what our brother Suleiman said so it's a weak story that is an old story don't say weak say it's a old story not a new one so remember this but I know Woolworths have suffered great losses you must remember when they brought they were producing promoting you know that lesbian business mm. and they had two <clears throat> naked women touching one another and so forth and we told you, you must, uh, not only for that one month, you must boycott them forever. So what you have to go buy and support these jutlas and so forth, you won't die or something. Myself, I can't remember, must be years and years, I never went into Woolworths and so forth. We're still loving, we're still surviving with Allah's help and mercy. I mean, I see the sisters are saying, tell Muftisab, you see Muftisab, we know what's also happening. Muftisab always says, we all are sleeping, but we know, we know how to start. Ah, you'll know because, (laughs) you'll know because you'll go shopping there, that's why. So you must remember this thing so you know, I said I didn't know but then I just saw something on my phone mm. when I was looking for the news so then I saw something came through so remember I said well done I say not all of you are sleeping I say 80-90% are sleeping some are awake but few mashallah who said is it true we just heard on Friday night that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa made a pact with the Jews that hated the Muslims for a prophet share on the date fields was this while Muslims were being murdered I don't think so. If anyone has the dini knowledge on this group, can we get clarity on this? So many Muslims are taking a stand. Are they wrong, Ustad? Remember when people quote out of context, then they do all this. Therefore, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala, whose statement is always so wonderful. 
kalimatu haqqin wa iradatul batil. So sometimes people quote what they quote is right, but the interpretation, the meaning, connotation they take that is totally null and void. You ask one guy, why are you not reading Salat? He say, like Rafidin. There is no compulsion in religion. So he's rejecting the compulsion of Salat. He's rejecting the compulsion of Siyam, of fasting. Straight away he's out of the fall of Islam, but he quoted the Quranic verse, you know, I tell you AK 255. So that's idol Kursi. So go to AK 255 in the next verse, 256 of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2. La ikraha fiddin. That is for non Muslims. You can't go by a Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, put a gun at his head, sword on his neck, and say you must embrace Islam. That is the meaning of la ikraha fiddin. For us Muslims, obviously, this ikra. So remember that the father and mother have to teach their children about salat at the age of seven and discipline them hit them if the need arise at the age of ten so allimuhum in the sab'in wadribuhum alayha in the ashar the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif so what is that then so to show you that you have to play your role and so forth so yeah also now write down all these facts here so you come to know it is the month of Muharram. It is the seventh year of the Hijrah. And according to many historians, this took place on the 13th of Muharram in the seventh year of the Hijrah. وَأَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا The Quran speaks of this there. So nevertheless, so the Muslims, they came there to Khaybar. Khaybar is 140-150 kilometers away from Medina Munawwara. This was the Marcus, the headquarters of the Jews. Remember the Jews, the three groups, the three parties, all were expelled from Medina Munawwara. The Banu Nadir expelled, the Banu Qureza expelled, the Banu Qaynuqa expelled. So their headquarters was Khaybar now. So then Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said, I'm going to give this flag to the person yuhibbuhullahu wa rasooluhu wa yuhibbullaha wa rasoolah. All this in Bukhari Sharif. So tomorrow I will give the flag to the person he loves Almighty Allah and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Almighty Allah and Nabi alayhi wa sallam love him. So the flag was given to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an. He was not feeling well. His eyes, they were paining. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his saliva Mubarak, Busak Mubarak in Arabic you say and applied it on his eyes and he could see better than before and so forth so that is Sayyidina Ali Ya Ali la Allahu wahida. before the battle ensued Nabi alayhi salam said oh Ali if one person embraces Islam is khairul lakam in humurin na'am is better than all the red camels nowadays you will say better than all the red Porsche and Ferrari and Lamborghinis Mercedes and Cadillacs and everything so put all of them together but you brought one so all this happened then the Muslims defeated them the Jutlas 94 of them 90 plus were dispatched to hell and Muslims lost about 16 people so that is what happened then Nabi and the Jutlas came to an agreement that they will stay there and the prophets of that harvest that they will keep some the Jutlas and others they will give to the Muslims so not while they were fighting after they were fighting defeated the Jews 
then you must remember this happened. And when time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu came, so remember this was said by Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam on his deathbed that the Master wasalam, in the 11th year of the Hijrah prior to his demise said, Akhrijul Yahud wan Nasara min Jaziratil Arab. Expel them from the Jews, the Jews and the Christians from the Arab Peninsula. Open Sahih Muslim and that you will find it. So he said, Umar expelled them and kicked them all out from Khaybar also, practicing on that hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa So people just quote something, something they quote might be correct, but what they infer, the inference they make, the deduction they make, the results they take out, that is totally wrong and incorrect. Kalimatu haqqin wa iradatul batil. Somebody says, Ustad, my sister-in-law used abusive language on me, but my mother-in-law sided with her. Ustad. So you must remember, so you just keep quiet and you cry to Allah. Ya Allah, I'm the Muslim. That my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, that she saw me FNBs and what have you and so forth, so all that. And then uh, your mother-in-law also sided with her. So if your story is true, then they are zalima, oppressed people and oppressive people, and you are mazluma. So why are you worrying? So you must say, Ya Allah, Mustafa, Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us hadith in Ibn Majah, hadith Ibn Majah, Ahmad, various compilations. Watch out, beware. You can read it the Urdu way or English way. Then watch out and beware for the bad du'a, for the bad du'a of the same spelling, B-A-D. So bad du'a, bad du'a of the oppressed person. When that oppressed person, you must remember, makes du'a, then between him and Almighty Allah, there's no curtain, no veil. What does it mean? Isharatun ila suratil ijaba that very very quickly instantly immediately inshallah their duas will get accepted you see all these children babies were murdered and killed by the Israeli harami super terrorist murderers so everyone was making dua curse the jutlas ya Allah you go and punish them so therefore they will be punished till day of Qiyamah they will never ever find peace remember that Quran has spoken about chapter 7 you see this brother Abdul Hamid was here so the other day he was reading this verse so then he looked at me and he said this is the verse you quote normally I said yes then I told him it's chapter 7 verse 167 Allah says definitely surely he will send to them a punishment that will continue continue till the day of justice because they are murderers of prophets and messengers they are baby killers and they even wanted to challenge Allah Ta'ala and said Allah is stingy Allah forbid <laughs> so waqalatil yahudu yadullahi maghlula ghullat aydihim Allah Ta'ala made them stingy walu'inu bima qalu and they are cursed because of what they uttered and said and announced and pronounced so therefore we must be very clear on these type of issues here yeah? that they are a cursed nation and never would Allah's help come to them so therefore Hamas is giving them good threshing alhamdulillah I've got an anonymous bravo, sir. He says, but Mufti Sab, don't you think that these Perda ladies, 
He says, I believe they're attracting men's attention by wearing parda because now men are curious to see what's under the veil. Anonymous Bravo start. So you want your wife, your daughter to walk around with a miniskirt or a bikini and then they won't get attraction and so forth. Mm. When you got Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan right in your head, so what must we say? So our allegiance is to Quran Sharif. Our allegiance is to Sunnah Mubarakah. Our allegiance is not to what in people's minds and brains and all that that are corrupted, polluted and tainted. So you want to know what Quran Karim states? Quran Karim states, Surah 33, verse 59. Ya ayyuhan nabi, O Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa azwajik, tell your honorable wives. Wa banatik, your beloved daughters. Wa nisa'il mu'minin, the believing men, they are women. So our wives, our mothers, sisters, daughters, nieces. They must wear the outer garment above their clothing and so forth and cover the entire body, including the face. That is the tafsir commentary made by Raishul Mufassirin, the greatest commentator of the Noble Quran, Abdullah bin Abbas. Go and open, you must remember, Rawai ul Bayan fi Ahkamil Quran by Ustad Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, Rahimahullah, buried in Istanbul after spending 50 years in Makkah Mukarramah so he writes Bid'atu Kashfil Wajhi is haram and for a lady to expose her face in front of all the strange men and so forth and that is Quran Surah, surah number 33 verse 59 next one Surah 24 verse 31 so Quran Karim states that the woman wala yubdina you can't expose your beauty to all and sundry and all and then in front mm-hmm. above their clothing they have to wear the khimar they have to wear another garment and so forth and so on so what must we worry about people and so forth so look at the kuffar so you must remember that the dresses are getting shorter 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 and then they got new the beaches and new the colonies and so forth so you your name is Ahmed Muhammad Abdullah but your thinking and your ideology and your mentality is just like that of the kuffar your name is Bilal but you think like Bali your name is Maryam but you think like Mary so brother you better start increasing your iman <laughs> the more you start thinking like them then you might just leave Islam Allah forbid I've got a student of Dinu Strada she says, Muftisab, rumors broke my marriage. I am, I am happy to be out because if my spouse can't trust me, then what is marriage all about? Ustad, anonymous of the uh, squ- uh, scholars of Dean Ustad. So you must remember, sister, we're not sure. Therefore, we always say this is one side of the story. So the way I understand it is you were 18, 20 years old, you got married, and then the rumors came, according to what you're saying, people were jealous and so forth. So they started sending messages to your husband that your wife is chatting with this one or seeing this one or meeting this one, and he started swallowing, believing everything. Therefore, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So you must remember sufficient for a person is that he just starts saying things that he just heard without verifying anything. Then he just goes and amplifies it and then he says, yes, it's the truth. Therefore, Quran Karim teaches us in Surah Hujurat, 
Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in ja'akum fasiqun min nabain fatabayyanu. So always go and verify it and so forth. But anyway, sister, it seems that your case is you want to know that closing and bolting the stable after the horse has bolted. You must remember that. So now your husband gave you divorce or whatever you. So both of you now will be independent, Quran says. So you must not look at the past, sister. Look at the present and the future. Go more on your musalla. Go more in sajda. Out of salat and speak to Almighty Allah. Cry to Allah. Ya Allah, grant me a ni'mal badal. Give me a better husband. Give me someone pious. Someone give me qurrat ayun. The coolness of my eyes. Read Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrat ayun. Oh Allah, you grant us such spouses and such children. It doesn't seem like you have any child or children from him. So that also is a big bounty of Almighty Allah. Imagine then these custody battles, maintenance, and a lot of issues, Allah forbid. So anyway, so it's all done and dusted. So And whenever the thoughts come of the past, then read A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, chapter 7, verse 200. وَإِمَّا يَنزَغَنَّكَ مِنَش when the shaitan brings some injection, some vaccination, and so forth, he brings all these evil thoughts, then read, All said and done. This is what I say, sister. That you must remember, I will say, in 70-80% of the time, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, when a divorce takes place, then it's not the husband is right and the wife is wrong and the wife is right and husband is wrong. So both parties are wrong in most instances. You must remember that. And then the Satan, Shaitan gets hold of them. Surah 2 verse 102. And then he causes separation, talaq, divorce between husband and wife. And hadith in Sahih Muslim, Maghrib time, Satan, Iblis, Shaitan, the chief, he sits there and he gathers all his cronies and comrades. What you did, what you did, what you did the one says I let this person give talaq divorce to his wife the other say he made fornication take place adultery take place gay business take place alcohol all that he listens that one says talaq took place he called come here come here you Fultazamahu, and he embraces him you did the best job <laughs> so remember we must look at all these things here and now we become emotional then they give talaq and mm. then they say the Mulana or the Muftisab or the Jam- yet broke their nikah. How can they break your nikah when you are the person who issues the talaq and so forth? Mm. I see uh, the student of Din says Mufti Sab exactly that what happened about messages on her phone. But she says it was only her cousin and they're very close, but nothing more than that. She's got a child who started and the little girl is missing the father, student of Din. Yeah, you see, this is now a big problem. So already, so you see, you don't ask to say the question one time properly. So if there is a little girl, so you mm-hmm. must make sure you keep custody of the child till the age of 10 and 11, and he must pay. And if he doesn't pay, you must know, leave Jamiat and Ulama, and we, we can't do anything. 
So we just advisory capacity. You must go straight to the court and lay a charge against him. So he must pay for this girl, for this daughter, for every month he must pay till she gets married. That is the Islamic law. So you must ensure that he must keep on paying for her, for all her expenses that are permissible till she gets married. So these are few things you must keep in mind. One more question, inshallah, we'll start. A listener says that, uh, Mufti Sahib, I'm going to get married next year, January, inshallah. Please give me advice. It is my first marriage, and I am 22 years old. Female. Ustad. MashaAllah. So now we are in November. You're going to get married in January. So MashaAllah, what you should do is every day read two rakat salat. You read it after Zohar or you read after Maghrib or after Isha or Ishraq time or Tahajjud time. And remember that you must read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wazurriyatina Qurrat Aayun. Surah 25, verse 74. Read it abundantly. Every day from today you must start or tonight you start and you read the Asma al Husna, the 99 names of Almighty Allah. You will see one name there is Al Wadud. So say Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu. That means Ya Allah, you create the love and so forth. Then remember, they stop the chatting and messaging and all that. You must tell him, your husband to me, let us do things properly. Then Allah will give us barakah and blessing and so forth. Then you will get married, inshallah, and make sure that your father and give permission. You are happy. The nikah must be in a masjid and uh, announce it. And then when the nikah is performed, the men will go to the groom and say, Barakallahu lak, wa barakallahu alayk, wa jama'a baynakuma fil khair. And the women will come to you and say the same words, Barakallahu lak, wa barakallahu alayk, wa jama'a baynakuma fil khair. And then when you're alone with your husband, and then you, he must read salat with you. He'll be the imam, and you will be behind him. He must give the ikama. He must give you a gift also, not mass, but his sunnah. And then you'll sprinkle water on one another's forehead and forelocks and so forth and ask Allah for protection from Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan. And then before you become intimate and so forth, these are the duas you must learn from now. Bismillah. Allahumma jannibna shaitan. Ya Allah put Satan, Lucifer, far, far away from us. From us, meaning husband, wife. Wa jannibi shaitan amazaktana. And put the shaitan far, far away from our offspring and progeny to come. So hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So see all this. You must prepare and learn all these things. And learn how to cook and everything. Your husband is not interested in how many hadith you know and how many Quranic verse you know and all he a hungry man is an angry man so you must learn how to bake you must learn how to cook you must learn all these type of things so tell your mother tell your sister whoever they must teach you every day properly how to cook and all just now I tell you samosa and you bring a square samosa so you must remember <laughs> this type of things yeah. you'll get made already you must remember. so therefore learn all these things sisters well, it's uh, 16 uh, minutes uh, to uh, 12. We're going to go, inshallah, for our interval. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. The voice of Ahle Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 14 minutes uh, to 12. Before we go to our breaking news in Gaza, uh, the funeral of Marhum Haji Ahmed Farouk Badruddin, 12 Republic Road. Janazah Salah will be after Asr, 5.15 p.m. Central Masjid, 
burial at cemetery road in Ladysmith. Allah Ta'ala grant the marhum the highest stage in Jannah to fear those who start. Our breaking news in Gaza, who start? Gallant, I took his name just now. Listen, how arrogant they are. And even OBB, they don't know. They're facing a civil war, but their arrogance, you know. He says at the end of war, IDF, that is the Israeli Defense Force, will have full freedom of action in Gaza. See that? They don't know Hamas is going to take them on till the end, and the Jutlas are urinating in their nappies. You must remember that. Hamas claims Israel attacked 250 times in Gaza on Monday night. So today, Tuesday, last night, imagine 250 times in one night, including the south. They tell you go south, go north, and still they attack you. So there's no business that in Gaza there is a safe place. These are murderers, these are war terrorists, war criminals committing genocide, and the world can see state terrorism. So that is what Israel, we have to name them, we have to shame them, and all their supporters, whether it's America or whether it is, you must remember, the Arab countries or whoever else, they all need to be named and shamed and disgraced. You must be very, very clear on this type of things there. So that is what the need is, that we have to name them and shame them. So that is what we should all be doing. I see I've got a brother, uh, he says, uh, from Zakaria, Ustad. He says, I think everyone that listens to the radio should have memorized this nizam. I was a grapevine, Ustad. Yes, you must remember myself, I was looking for it too long because of all this going on. And then Allah reward, I don't know who the person, he sent it to me. And then I told our engineer, same time, please, this must go and play it every day. So we must teach our people what is going on in the world. And remember, we will never give up Palestine. We say, Jutlas, one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. Everyone is a legitimate target. They all are settlers. That is what Gideon Levy himself said. Somebody says here, Ustad, uh, he says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah mufti sahab, looking for advice. My husband made nikah recently with another woman. I am not coping well emotionally. I'm very broken. Ustad. So you must remember this. When the husband gets married, second wife, third wife, fourth wife, whatever it is. So the question is this. Is it permissible or not? So every person who took second wife, third, they'll say, obviously permissible. The Quran got it. But they are first quoting selective amnesia. The Quran Sharif says, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3, Masna wa sulatha wa rubah, two wives, three wives, four wives. But what that Allah says, in khiftum Allah ta'adilu, if you fear you can't do justice, you the husband, you know that you can't do justice, then what, what justice? That one night, one night, one week, one week, economic justice, give money there, give money there, and you do justice, there many other ways, for Wahida, then you must just stay with your one wife. Old is gold. The first wife is the right one for you, and so forth and so on. So therefore, you must remember in a case like that, what will we say? That is not permissible today for the Muslim husband. 70, 80 percent of them, they make zulam. They oppress either the Qadima or the Haditha. Either the old wife they oppress or either the new wife they oppress. And the way you pose the question, it seems that he didn't make much mashura and consult with you. He just got married and so forth. So now you must tell him, if he's not doing justice, then you have the right to request a talaq, a divorce. If he doesn't want to give you talaq, divorce, then you go to your jamiyat's local ulama and apply for a fasakh and annulment of marriage and so forth and so on. 
That is, if he is not doing justice. If he is doing justice, then obviously you don't have that recourse. So you must see and make istikhara, make mashura with your family, your parents, your brothers, and so forth. What action you should take for the future. Somebody says here, Ustad, as uh, anonymous, they say that, Muftisab, see, my wife paid for half of our house. We're not married in community of property. What happens if I die suddenly? Does my family get shares from this? The house is on my wife's name, Ustad. So you don't get any shares. You must remember she paid for it and the house is on her name. So if you die, that house will not come into your estate. When she passes away, it will go into her estate. The house is on her name. She paid half for it. And you will say, yeah, but even I paid. But the way it seems, the way the question is posed, you paid for it, but you agreed that the house is hers. Mm. So it means even though you paid, so she paid and she's the owner. You paid half of it, quarter of it, whatever the case is. Then you gave it to her, Hibberton, as a gift. So she is the sole owner. You're not the owner. So when you pass away, it will not come into your estate. Then you, wife, you know who you are. You mustn't fall in the tricks of this husband's here, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll give you a fairy tale story. So you must remember the house is yours. You are the sole exclusive owner. Don't fall in the trick and say, no, 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 let's change it and become joint owners and then don't fall in the trap. So if your husband passes away, the house is still yours and nobody else inherits. Yes, you pass away, then the whole house, you must remember, will go to your heirs. If your husband is alive that time, he will inherit 25%. The remainder will go to your children and that will be ratio 2 to 1 for sons and daughters. If your parents are alive, then it is 1616. So all these are issues. But my advice to you, sister, don't fall in the tricks and store fairy tales of your husband and so forth. You are the sole owner and exclusive owner of that house and that property. I see the brother says, if that's the case, I will take it to court. I don't like your answer, Ustad. So I'm not here to please you. Bye. You must remember, we're speaking justice. You must remember, take it to court. You go to hell in Jahannam, you go to for stealing, you must remember somebody else's share. Go and see what Quran Sharif says, Surah 4, verse number 14. We are not here to give answers to suit you, brother. We are here to teach you Quran Sharif, to teach you Sunnah Mubarakah. Whoever does, after speaking of the shares of the heirs, Allah mentions the Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. Whoever disobeys Almighty Allah and His Messenger they want to take more than what is their share. So you want to steal from your wife and all these things. Then such people, Allah dispatches them to Jahannam for a very, very, very long time. They will stay there in Jahannam for a very, very long time. So this is what the court of Allah will do to you and a horrible, disgraceful, humiliating punishment awaits you. I see there's a listener says, but Muftisab, don't you think all uh, these women, these wives of ours, they disrespect their husband. That's why our sisters are suffering in Gaza. So you must remember, brother, who gave you the right to make up, you know, paint all the women with the same brush to make such a sweeping statement <laughs> and all that. You talk a lot of nonsense. If you got problem with your wife, you can't go say everybody's wife is like that. How much are you respecting your wife? Mm-hmm. You must remember respect begets respect. If you give respect to others, then they will respect you. But you treat your wife roughly and you treat your wife anyhow, 
then you don't expect her really, you must remember to respect you. Therefore, Quran Sharif never addressed the woman on this issue here. It addressed me and you as husbands. And what he said, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, You, the husbands, is wajib, is first, is compulsory, mandatory upon you, that you must treat your wives with love, respect, and justice, and so forth. The women are prepared to do, but how are we going to interact with them? <laughs> so when we want, when we want to, they must fulfill our desires, then we speak nicely to them, oh, my darling, oh, my sweetheart, oh, my poppy, and all. Then after the desires are fulfilled, conjugal rights, then we come back, we become a donkey again. Mm. So how then did marriage will last properly? So we must think, brother. And that statement you made, you talked a lot of nonsense. Mm, I see Ba from uh, what Bank says, Kia Ba, tell him not to interfere with our sisters in Gaza. Allah Akbar. Right. Mm. Somebody says, Ustad, is it not needed for the husband to be at home every day with wife and kids? Besides him working or studying, Ustad. So you must remember, so if the husband goes for Hajj, then we, he can't be there. He goes alone. Hajj is compulsory upon him, not upon the wife. He goes for Umrah because you must remember he can afford it. It's his money. The wife can't afford it. So like that, so he goes in Tablik, he goes in Jamaat 30, 40 days and so forth. So then, so you must remember, you can't say that he must be at home every day. We will say that at most times he should be at home. That daytime is working time and nighttime is family time. That is what Islam teaches us. That there's a time he must share with his wife, with his children and so forth. I've got a listener who started uh, leaving for Umrah this Friday. Mufti Sabrimal, you know, is it safe to go or not? Who's got Very safe, very safe. Go and send me a message. What's today? Tuesday. So you still got time. Send me a message. 071-888-1184. So I'll send it to you. I'll send you my Hajj Kitab and my Dua Kitab. And then you, you go through it. It will help you. This morning when we finished our program, I went for Salat, fed the birds, everything. And then I was still reading, you know, I do some reading after Fajr and all that. So then one Molana phones. So an African Molana. So he's my student, I think, or my student's student. So anyway, so he told me there's some people there in Medina. And they're asking about Ihram and all that. So I explained to him. And then I told him, see, that it looks like that they also confused. And you also a little bit weak on these issues. So this, I'm sending you these books here. Hajj and Umrah Q&A and Dua Kitab. Just send it to them, and then everything will become easy for them. So you, brother, sister, you're leaving Friday. In the meantime, read two rakat salat daily, and read, Ya Allah, make our suffer, our journey easy, and read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Give out charity, even one rent, two rent daily, and contact me, 71 Zero seven one. Send a WhatsApp and just say Hajj kita, Umrah Kitab or something. So they don't make long, long stories. I'm leaving Friday and I spoke to you on the air. I don't know long stories. Just put Umrah Kitab, Hajj Kitab. So that wa arina manasikana. You should read and give out charity and inshallah you go. So we will send the two books to you and make dua for us and the Ummah at large and especially Palestine. So one more question quickly. We've got about two minutes left. It says. A move to stop losing a child is like losing your entire world. 
Is it a hadith or just a fabricated story about a similar example of missing one's fard namaz ustad? So you must remember that this is mentioned in the authentic hadith. You know, in English, we use the expression that the apple of my eye. You know, we use that expression. So in the hadith, it's mentioned Mishkat Sharif. When the malaika, the angel, malakul maut, and them, they do that, that you took away the apple of his eye, meaning that you took away the favorite fruit of his heart, you see. So meaning the best what you took. So what did he say? So Allah Ta'ala's knowledge is all embracing, all encompassing. They said, Fastarja. He said, Inna lillahi wa inna raji'oon. And he made sabr. And then Allah says, Go and build a house for him there in paradise. And the child will intercede for them. And for him, the parents, the palace will be built, Baytul Hamd, the home of praises of Allah. Even at that difficult time, they said, Inna lillah. They praise all, Allah, Alhamdulillah. My son, my daughter will go to Jannah. See the Palestinians. They lose their children, but still some of them are smiling. They say, my son, my daughter has become shaheed, and I'm happy he became shaheed, and so forth. So that is the test. Not about first salat. This was the authentic one. Barakallahu fiqh. Assalamu alaikum. We head to the news now, inshallah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Welcome, yeah.